0: Our two friends going through big changes in our lives, just like so many other people that we know. No matter how happy we are, life is always throwing us a curveball.
1: And we have found that having a friend to talk it through and discover new tools with has been key to figuring out who we are now as we evolve through these life transitions. So join us as we grow, and learn, and nourish our souls. together. Together.
0: Hello, Jill. Hello, Miss Malin.
1: (laughs) I paused there because I'm like, is it morning? Is it evening? Where are we? What day are we at?
0: Yeah. No. It's afternoon. It's afternoon. Well, we did a really good job of putting away our befores and bringing ourselves into the present moment today, but I would love for you to share what we did so people can maybe take some of their advice and take a moment and put away your befores.
1: I love it. Let we'll all put away our befores. What I like to do sometimes is just make sure that I'm not physically frozen. Mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes we talk about the putting away our before, sort of the putting away the the moments and events and experiences that might be uh, clogging or fogging up your mind. But you need to do that with your body too. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get up and it. You know, some people might look at it and think that's silly dancing, but I just Make sure all of my joints are moving. So take a moment and stand up. Find a little spot in the corner, wherever you are. Stand up and put your feet, hips width apart. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: make sure your ankles, knees, hips are softened. Nothing's locked. It's terrible when we can kind of get our legs sort of locked and frozen. And then just sway. Just kind of maybe some soft bounces or Mm -hmm. swaying. And, and shift your weight forward and back. I love it. Forward and back. And then shimmy your shoulders and roll them around. And sometimes you can make a little hip circles, little hip circles, and then just fists up and shake your body, shake your body, all of it, shake it out, shake it out. I love it. And then if you're listening with a friend, see, I was listening, we were doing this together. this exercise together and so um, I gave Melinda a good hug so that we could join hands and we kind of pushed a little bit, a little for, bringing together a little bit of uh, energy and force together, and then ended with a hug. And yes. that just... It's perfect. That energized me. It did. It did me too. So it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. So good to be with everyone today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited to continue my conversation that I've been having with my... my, My friend Melinda here. So, Melinda, can you share with everyone what you've been curious about this week?
0: Yes. So I have been very curious about the fact that I am very good at talking about on here and giving advice to people about how to deal with some difficult situations. And as difficult situations are arising, I am finding myself needing to be reminded uh, because I'm not always great at actually taking my own advice and so I just want to be very honest that you know this is something this is a struggle that I'm going through just like everybody else. A few uh, difficult situations popping up here and there in life yeah so I just I have found it kind of hard so I've needed to be reminded of uh, what I need to do.
1: Are there scripts or exercises or talk
0: talk me through like how you approach those reminders mm. so first of all I have to recognize mm-hmm.
1: that I am
0: not dealing with it <laughs> I, I just and, I'm, I'm sitting here in in full
1: understanding <laughs> of all of this
0: and how how I find that for me it presents Is that I start to get overwhelmed. Mm. I get very overwhelmed with, I can't handle the smallest things that happen to me. So the big stuff is happening and I'm taking it, I'm taking it, I'm taking it. And then little things make me just completely fall apart. So I get very stressed, very overly stressed about just needing, about the fact that my house is dirty. Uh, I need to, my kitchen needs to be cleaned or whatever. Like something that is pretty mundane will suddenly feel very overwhelming to me. And so when I discover that, the first thing that I always notice that I have not done is I have not taken the time to feel my feelings. That's the key. And that is always, that's my worst transgression Always, and you and I both know that's the number one step, right to dealing with stress, yeah, and negative things that are happening, difficult things that are happening in our lives is to allow ourselves to feel the feelings first, not me, man. I just jump I just I just plow ahead, I get super busy, and I just make plans and I distract, and I sit down and look at my phone or scroll or you know do whatever but I don't I do whatever I can to distract myself. Phones are a great way that a lot of us use to just not have to think about what's going on Mm -hmm. right now. So yeah that's that's um, my big thing and so I have to catch myself and actually on the way here I told you I have a friend who's going through some difficult things and I told you I was dropping off a care package and what I dropped off to her were cozy socks and a blanket a really cozy blanket, because what I almost need to do is set a scene for myself. I have to carve out time and kind of actually create a space for myself. And so for me, that looks like wrapping up in a cozy blanket, putting on some cozy socks, taking some time to just be, but be wrapped up, feeling nurtured, you know, nurturing myself with these things then allowing myself to sort of dive into those emotions. But I kind of have to create space.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. And just hearing you describe what you go through or what you start to recognize, Mm -hmm. you know what it reminded me of? Mm -mm. What we sometimes see in children when they get overwhelmed (sighs) before they have what we might as adults call a tantrum. Yes. Yes. Are we having our own adult tantrums
0: and they just present differently? <laughs> Probably so. Because we know how to regulate our emotions. And and I think sometimes we overregulate. Children don't know how to regulate their emotions yet. And that's why they have tantrums. So, yeah, I think that's a great, a really great point that we are having sort of our own mini tantrums. Because we are able to keep ourselves from having the whole fallout on the floor, you know, <laughs> tantrum. Uh, or. or- or do we? Or do we? I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Or maybe that's actually helpful for some of us. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I have you been, you've had your own things going on.
1: Yeah. I, and I'm, again, so thankful that I can always reach out to you when I'm having mm-hmm. my, my own uh, adult tantrums <laughs> that I had this week. I had a, a week and a half of insomnia issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really wound myself up into a story where I was telling myself, "I'm never gonna, I'm just never gonna sleep again." I mean, let's let's be honest. When if you've ever dealt with insomnia for an extended period of time, Mm -hmm. it wreaks havoc on your. Like you don't realize how much your body needs sleep Mm -hmm. until you go without it for longer than a week. Mm. But I was rolled up in quite a state this week, and I just. And it was getting worse and worse each day that it progressed where I was telling myself, I'm just never going to sleep again. I mean, there was just a lot, you know, work was getting busier, family stuff, you know, kids. We both have kids that Mm -hmm. are exploring college applications and considerations right now. And so there was just a lot of that sort of rising up to the surface. Mm -hmm. But our neighborhood's getting ready for our big we call it Walnut Eek. It's our Halloween interactive festival event. I love and it. a lot there's a lot of building going around as people sort of put up their stuff around us. So I was just not able to get quiet in my space. Mm. I'm also dealing with more traffic noise around my house. So yeah, I just spiraled up into a state of I'm never gonna be able to sleep again. And I, I got to a point where I reached out to you and I was I was talking it out with you and you're like, well, what, what, you know, you've got, you've got tools. You sort of reminded me that I had tools to sit and find some meditative time, Mm
0: -hmm. whether,
1: and you recommended my aromatherapy, which has always been really helpful for me. Mm
0: -hmm. And again, that's, you know, by the way, that is a tool that I know is helpful for you. So that's again, something that's so beneficial of us having this kind of friendship and this knowledge of each other that is a tool specifically I thought of because I know it's really something that helps you, right? I mean, you specifically really respond to that. And so I just wanted to point out, it's another thing about just having someone who is really your partner in all of this is wonderful, but that, Oh, (laughs) I think that feels so that feels so warm and like
1: a little blanket of support. Um, You know, and I, I think I was aware of that when you were sharing some of the ideas, but hearing that again just reminds me how grateful I am to have a co-regulating mm-hmm. partner in this journey. Amen. Um, but you know, this week, what I ended up doing in one night, I I completely redid my room and had my aromatherapy steaming thing going and. Uh, turned off all electronics mm-hmm. a good hour before I wanted to go. Oh, the second I started to feel a little sleepy, turned everything off, lowered lights. Got got my I got have a um, what do they, what do they call those long large? I've got this huge pillow that I can like wrap. A, bo- a body pillow. It was like a body pillow, okay. yeah. But it like wraps around your head, mm-hmm. and then you anyway. I got that out, so I had created quite a supportive. Routine. And then the final thing that I put in place was I said, tonight, when I go to bed and I lay down and if there's noise, I'm not going to tell myself the story Mm -hmm. of not sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to throw my fists up in the air in my Sicilian anger and go, here it is again. I am not going to, you know, like I'm not. I'm going to, I don't care if it's a made up story. I'm going to tell myself a story. And you know, sometimes we go on vacations and we have a hotel or an Airbnb that maybe is in a little bit of a noise, noisier space, Mm -hmm. but we're on vacation and it is all is interesting and new and we work through it. And so I told myself, I live in a growing city that has lots of new and exciting things. And this is just a part of my world. Mm -hmm. So I changed the narrative of the environment that I was in. Mm -hmm. And sure, the aromatherapy helped Mm -hmm. and all the, you know, turning off, the routines that I put in place. But it was that final narrative that I put on it of changing the way I thought about my space. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, reminded me of all the things that we've been working on of mindfulness and mm-hmm. you know, the, the quote of nothing is either good nor bad, but thinking makes it. So, yes. um, you know, the great Hamlet quote.
0: Yes. Well, I was going to say we now know it's Hamlet. I attributed it to Albert Einstein earlier, but we now know it's Hamlet. Yes. I'm a little,
1: I'm a little uh, disappointed in my, uh, three degrees in theater, not <laughs> catching that one. Okay. All right. Cause like Hamlet is indeed my favorite play, but anyway, um, I changed
0: the framework, mm-hmm. the, the structure, and the the framing of the scene. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so powerful. It's hard to fully understand until we do it. Repetition of that is key. Also, the repetition of reminding yourself, because when you have a story that's ingrained in you, you often will have to remind yourself constantly for a period of time until it becomes the new story. Because it's not always easy, I think, for people to adopt a story that quickly. Um, and so good for you for being Yay! able to. Goo-hoo! You're so advanced. <laughs> You're so advanced. <laughs> but I do just want to remind other people that it might take a few nights to be able to do that talked about last week about the importance of connecting your emotions with your thoughts. And so as you tell yourself that story, you also have to feel your body relax. Allow your body to relax as you're reminding yourself that these noises have no effect on you. And then constantly reminding yourself every night. Typically, it takes three times for people for it to really affect them.
1: Well, I will say I I started working on this routine... I think Wednesday night. Uh Uh-huh. And last night was the first time that I slept. That was Saturday
0: night, we should tell people.
1: Oh, yeah. I got nine hours of sleep last night. Uninterrupted nine hours. That has not happened in months. Amazing. So the first night, it was like four hours of uninterrupted sleep. Mm. Then it was, I mean, for me, this past week, it just incrementally increased. Yeah. But- I just didn't allow myself to get frustrated. Yes. I can get so frustrated and I can go from zero to angry so quickly. Mm -hmm. But I know the last uh, episode, last podcast, we were talking about mind-body connection. Mind-body is one. Yes, And I continue to discover in a variety of ways that one nature of it.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: oneness of mind body. Mm-hmm. And there are some times where I think, well, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm just a woo-woo crazy person now. I'm just the witchy person. I'm just gonna say a thought and it's just gonna affect how things go. And I feel like I'm just gonna like roll into my elder years as Don Quixote. I don't this is, you know, a
0: golden helmet. It's a crown. <laughs> um I love it. I think that, you know, you're absolutely right, though, that we're learning this more and more. And this is kind of part of what this mission is that you and I are on is to really help people understand that this is not woo-woo stuff. This is actually very researched and proven techniques to help us be able to sleep work through our issues. So, so so do we get to be like now I feel like what you're telling me is that you
1: and I get to be like experimenters and researchers on a journey to prove the things. That's
0: right. <laughs> I love that. I, yes, I mean I think we're doing it especially in our <laughs> own lives, right? Yes. I mean I will say that finally breaking down and realizing that I need needed to nurture myself was A huge key to say, oh, gosh, boy, (laughs) golly, it really does help to wrap myself in a blanket and take some time. And, you know, another thing that I also found is writing, writing out. Actually, my partner was the one who said to me at one point, why don't you write a note to your dad? Like I was really struggling with some grief Uh... that I was having trouble expressing, having trouble kind of it was deep within me and it was affecting me. You know how you can kind of have that, well, we talked about that sort of underlying sadness as you go throughout mm-hmm. your day, and you just can't quite access it. And he said, why don't you write a letter to your dad? Because I knew that was the source, but I couldn't quite get it. And I'm going to tell you something, there, that writing is magical. So again, my own research would tell you that absolutely that works to dig down deep into that well and pull some things out that I needed to get into the light. Because you can bring them up into the light to clear, right? They don't clear until they see the light. As long as they're living deep down in that well or deep down in that core of us, then they're not going get, to get cleared.
1: Okay. Did you see my you, listeners? You can't see my face. My, I'm scrunching <laughs> up my face because I was going to say, I don't like writing oh so every time you talk about this I'm mm-hmm. like oh but a, a technique like I want to do that but writing uh, <laughs> I don't write ha- I don't like handwriting uh-huh. I don't like journaling uh-huh. but, Uh huh. but I don't know I sure would like to to resolve things deep in the
0: well <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes you I, I, you know you could try it it'd be interesting for you to try it since you're somebody who doesn't like it because I'm certain there are a lot of other people out there who are saying the same thing but maybe if you try it and you don't here's the thing is part of i think our issues with writing is that we think that we have to write as though someone else is going to read it right we have mm. to write a certain way you don't have to do a thing you don't have to you don't have to write you don't have to punctuate you don't have to write in perfect english you can Say whatever you want to say because, and here's the thing, I would just make a commitment that you're going to burn it after you write it. Oh, so, now I like
1: that because we've yeah. all heard, too, seen too many movies of a journal or yes. a diary being stolen and read. Yes, um, So,
0: so write it and then burn it. Actually, burning it is probably a good thing because it's, again, helping you. It's sort of a symbolic way of saying, mm. I'm letting this go. And then you're able to write with abandon. I think if you, and, and you know, tell yourself I'm just going to write Something short, even if you're not a writer, but just write down what you're feeling, and just you have, and just be really honest. You're only writing to yourself. Oh,
1: I love that! So. I love that. I uh, there was a. I, I have tried to come to the journaling thing mm-hmm. many, many times in my life. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of very pretty journals in my office, <laughs> and there was a time where I always had a a pretty inviting journal on my coffee table in case I woke up in the middle of the night because I have very active subconscious thoughts rising Mm -hmm. in my dreams Mm -hmm. and will wake up in the middle of the night. And I started getting into a practice of coming out and writing the ideas down. Sometimes they would be creative ideas or... Events. I've had this habit over my entire life where sometimes Jill will speak to me in my dreams, where a voice will say, "Jill, now remember this when you wake up. Like this is Mm -hmm. something you need to. I don't want you to forget this." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Oh, at one point I was like, I should probably get up and write these things down because then you, I wouldn't remember it the next morning, right? But I haven't done that in a while, so maybe I'll bring one of my pretty journals." back to my coffee table to have it out and about or you know we've been doing so much out in nature stuff Mm -hmm. maybe I could bring journal outside Mm -hmm. and now that we've stepped into fall Mm -hmm. and it's not you you know 110 degrees in Austin, right? and I'm super, I was telling my husband, I'm super excited to get the fire pits going. I asked him today, I was like, are we out of burn ban yet in Austin? And he said, yes, indeed we are. So like, I'm going to fire up the fire pits that we've got multiple ones in our, in our back and front yard spaces, but maybe I'll do that, Melinda. Maybe Mm. I will
0: journal out by the fire pit Mm -hmm. and toss it in. I love it. I think that's a fantastic idea, you know. I, again, I just let go of the parameters. There are no parameters, so you write whatever the heck you want to write. Just allow yourself to explore your emotions. That's you know I think the key um, is to get to help get those out. What we're trying to do is recognize our emotions, allow our emotions, and then let go of as much as we can of them over a period of time so that, and because it doesn't take just one time, you don't go, oh, okay, now I'm, you know, I'm done. (laughs) I've burned this letter and I'm finished and Mm -hmm. I feel perfectly better. That's not how emotions work. We're doing, we're trying to do the best we can to let go as much as we can bit by bit. The ultimate goal is that we are going to be able to Open up our frontal lobe so that we are clear-minded, right? We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. So that we're clear-minded and that we're able to go on with our lives and not live our lives with this overall feeling of melancholy, feeling of waiting for the next shoe to drop, Mm -hmm. all of those feelings. So it's very important that we allow the emotions and then that we let them go as best we can. And you and I've talked about you know having a toolkit. You know you have we have a toolkit too for if you're really feeling like you just can't quite get out of the doldrums or something has really hit you and you just feel like you need to do something active to get out get it out. Of course there's the wonderful body work that you have and we've talked about we talked about in the last episode. There's singing, there's dancing, like finding some songs, having a playlist, dancing around your kitchen with abandon. You know, doing that kind of thing is a huge toolkit. Finding something that makes you laugh. Watching something that you know will make you laugh. Talking to somebody that you know will make you laugh. Laughing is also a huge help and a huge thing in the toolkit.
1: I love that. Now I have, I my mind is gone. In I could tell. The, I could see it. Five different directions. <laughs> That's why I
0: stopped talking. I could see.
1: <laughs> Where do I want to go next? So Earlier when we were doing our little intro exercise, Mm -hmm. I talked about unfreezing. Yes. Unfreezing the body. Yes. I've developed greater awareness of the negative consequences of frozen energy, Mm. of still trapped energy. Mm -hmm. We know that emotions get trapped. Yes. In our body. I think I'm becoming more aware of how anxiety and stress and negative thoughts can get frozen and still in our bodies. And you mentioned singing. Well, yesterday I was in a house that I was staging and sometimes I'm in a home that I'm getting ready to present to the market and I feel that I want to connect with the home's spirit let me throw this out
0: i wanted to pop in real quick on that and remind everybody or in case you haven't heard previous episodes that when we start talking about energy i always worry that we're losing people right and so i just want to throw out there that we discussed last week about the fact that there is energy that we are all that everything is made up of energy So what you're talking about is not crazy, right? It is because if you think about our atoms and the fact that we're made up of atoms and that everything's made up of atoms and that the protons and electrons all are, we all learned in school that they all uh, are charged with energy. And so we are energy. There is energy and energy is waves. And sometimes when you walk into a house, and you might have a feeling, I need to make a connection with something that's gone on in this house, because you're the the waves may be kind of crashing into each other, right? These energetic waves. So it's creating some kind of an understanding in you. So you are paying attention. I, I believe very strongly that we all have the ability to feel this energy. It's just that we it's so subconscious for so many of us, we just don't pay attention to it. We don't recognize. When people give up, but that's the whole idea behind good vibes and bad vibes, you know?
1: Yeah, this might be, you know, here we are around Halloween time. This might be a good, <laughs> certainly don't want me to talk about spooks or strange energy, but I I witness a home space that has been framing and protecting a family's energy or a person's mm-hmm. energy for a long period of time. And when they leave that energy vacuum creates sort of a a stillness and Mm -hmm. and sometimes i feel called to connect with the house and this weekend i sat and sang in a house and i've never done that Mm -hmm. i have never done that i just sang and i i started singing louder and louder and louder and I felt such joy rising up in me. It was like the house and I were holding hands and we were just having a glorious time getting excited about who was going to be in there next. And by the end of the song, mm-hmm. we were friends. And not that I felt that she was perceiving me as a... A, a,
0: a sentient being. A, a force mm-hmm. that was working
1: against her. Oh, Right. But I was just like, oh, hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to meet some new people. And, and then you're going to have an, a new per, you know, family or person to mm-hmm. create memories with. There's going to be something new. I, I, again, it's, it's something that I don't always have words to explain or put to. Mm-hmm. But I many times get to meet and sit in a space that is going through the transition of energy. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love doing more than anything is after a a family or a person leaves a home and everyone's off at the closing table before we go to the closing table and I get to be there with the house Mm -hmm. for the last moment before another family comes in. And often I just enjoy sitting there and thanking the house for the years of uh, protection and joy that they gave the Smith family or the Jones family mm-hmm. and letting her know that there's some new people that she's getting ready to meet. I always talk about her, the hel- the homes as she.
0: I love it. So again, I think people might hear that and think that that sounds crazy, <laughs> you know, but I, but I just, again, want to throw out that what you're doing by singing by you're raising a vibration, right? You're raising the vibration of this energy that is something that we all have. It's, it's actually, they are able to measure our, our energetic fields. It's, we all have an energetic field. It is scientifically measurable, which makes sense because of all of the atoms that we're made up with. And so what you're doing is you're literally raising that vibration. Energy has a vibration. Energy has a vibration. That is just a fact. As you are singing, you are raising the vibration. And when you raise the vibration, it it is makes things feel more positive and joyful. Because the house is made up also of atoms, there is an energy. Also, people do leave a resonance of energy behind. The best example that I could give probably somebody is... Have you ever walked into a room when someone has just had a really terrible argument? And you have walked in and they're not arguing, but you can just feel mm. that there was something going on. Or have you ever walked in and just felt like, ooh, I just walked into an awkward situation? That's because there is an energy. How else do you know that, right? It is because there's an energy that we create. So I just want to give some real credence to and some real value around what you're doing because it's not, what you're doing is a really great thing that you're, you're creating an energy within that house that is going to be very beneficial for the people who come into it. So I think it's a wonderful thing and they should be incredibly grateful to you for doing that.
1: It's, it's a a joy. I say one of the, Joys of being a realtor is that I get to witness these beautiful life events. Mm-hmm. I get to play witness. That's one of the roles. Now, I have a question for you, Melinda. So as you were talking through the this idea of energy mm-hmm. and how we might be able to pick up on energy outside of us? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that we that are conscious? Mind can pick up energy within us as we are experiencing stress. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, I know I've shared with you before many times that I have trauma and grief reactions Mm -hmm. surrounding events, whether it's today, our dogs, both of our dogs, Mm -hmm. Melinda's uh, senior dog and my senior dog were not feeling well today mm-hmm. and that was a dangerous or scary or, mm. or you know unsure situation and it evoked panic and fear of oh is this the is this the day that I have to put Clancy down is this the, you know is mm-hmm. something gonna happen and before I knew it I was already down a rabbit hole of painting the picture of tragedy yeah Um and you know when you watch a good horror or, or scary movie, they infuse the the scary music and the the panning of the camera gets slow. Or someone walks down into the basement. Mm-hmm. There are tricks that mm-hmm. filmmakers use in movies or storytellers use that set up the suspense so that you are in a place to be to imagine something scary is going to happen and then it doesn't or it does or it evokes emotion. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes feel as though it is easy for me to catastrophize. Mm. Yes. And is that, is that, is my body so tuned in to the setup of events and how my body feels when a dangerous situation is occurring, that I can jump to how something's going to play out. I feel like I can catastrophize easily.
0: You know, you, we've talked about this before, and I think, I think a lot of people, especially mothers, I feel like, have a tendency to worry a lot about our kids. And I told you, I do that some when my kids aren't home on time or whatever, I start to plan their funerals. And I told you, I had, you know, sort of a thought today about my dog, Kayla, wondering if I was going to have to ever put down and, but I think that, you know, you've, we've talked about yours being maybe a little more extreme because it's just more ingrained. You've experienced so much tragedy in your life. It's almost a way that we want to protect ourselves, right? Because we think, well, if I start to, if I start to plan the funeral and I'm going to be prepared now for when it happens. It's not going to be a shock, right? So I, it's almost a way of preparing ourselves. But then what that does is our bodies, when we start imagining all of that, our bodies feel those emotions as though we've put our dog down or as though we have ha- we're have we having to plan the funeral of our children. And so our our bodies are having a real stress response to that. And that is affecting our, not just our health, it does affect our health, but it affects our emotions and can start to become a hardwired habit in our bodies, a hardwired uh, go-to, a hardwired um, unconscious thought that we always go to. And it becomes a almost a personality trait. And that's something that we really want to work on to change because it's not healthy so that's when we want to start incorporating some of course reframing just like you did in bed you want to start to reframe as you're reframing you want to start really feeling those emotions of what it feels like for everything to be okay for things to be good even if it's like I'm going to lean into the feeling of what it is to have a whole happy family or lean into what it felt like when my dog was a puppy that kind of thing I think if we can lean into those emotions and feel those emotions then it's going to start tricking our brains into ending the catastrophizing which I love that you came up with that word because that's a great word and it is exactly what a lot of us do. But does that does that help or make sense at all? Yes,
1: I love I love hearing the word hardwire cuz it does feel like a hardwired like these these two wires just come together and it's just how the energy plays out. But it's also sort of a perpetuating of a narrative that mm-hmm. I developed years ago of, well, I was just meant to lose people Mm -hmm. you know like this is just this is my lot this is the story that's been chosen for me Mm -hmm. and of course this is going to happen to me it always happens to me it's that like I'm just an unlucky person I've Mm -hmm. years ago I became aware that I fell into a narrative of that that I just don't have I'm unlucky Mm -hmm. and I fit myself into a that little story of like well that's just who I am and that's my framework and I think that I have allowed that to evolve over the years, and I've allowed myself to peek out of that narrative mm-hmm. and recognize that that's not true. I like the idea, and I agree with you. What I have done time and time again is given myself carved out more time to sit outside of that story. Mm. And go, okay, let's think about all the good that has happened. Let's think about all of the opportunities and the, the blessings and the joys and the happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's just as much on this side of the paper as there are on the other side right. that you feel is so weighted against you.
0: Mm-hmm. So Bruce Lipton, forgive mm-hmm. me for interrupting. Yeah. Bruce Lipton talks about that 90% is the unconscious mind. And, and all of, that's where all of these habits and these belief systems live. And that's where, unfortunately, we tend to be living the majority of our days. The, the other 10% is our creative mind. And that is where we can change our narrative, as we're talking about. And this just popped into my head, because I was just thinking of the fact that you were saying you don't like writing, and something that i know works really well for you and might for other people listening is again movement and dance what if you what if you created a dance or a joyful movement that it that was an interpretation of what it would feel like to be living a life, your eyes are getting big, so I'm very excited, <laughs> <laughs> but to be living a life that was free from tragedy. So if you were living a life where you all you could see was, as I had said to you before we started the podcast, everything's coming up roses, right? Where you could feel like every around every turn is something miraculous and joyful and wonderful. If you were able to, change your story to feeling that way, could you create a dance or some kind of a movement, a series of movements that would be an interpretation of that life for you? Because then maybe you could really, that could maybe instead of writing, could solidify that into your body more.
1: Well, you were seeing all the like crazy, bold, excited eyes across from you because literally as you were saying that, I was... Taking myself through an exercise, like, or some activities that I know help me. Because wh- right before you started talking, I started spiraling into, oh, I'm just really, I feel like I'm having disjointed thoughts and comments, and I'm not communicating really clearly today. And I know when I go into that type of disjointed thinking, it's because there is some discovering going on.
0: Mm, I love it.
1: And so then I told myself, okay, you need to neurostimulate you need to do some neurostimulation exercises. And I've learned that touch and movement
0: mm-hmm.
1: are a quick we've used the word hack before. Mm-hmm. Movement and touch mm-hmm. are a very quick neurostimulating hack for me. So sometimes I will do this in the boardroom. <laughs> um, I will do this with you know. You might you know hope maybe you will maybe we'll all meet together someday, friends, and we'll have fun conversations. And if you see me rubbing my hands along my pants, this sound
0: that sounded terrible, but like um, <laughs> on the legs of her pants, her thighs, on tops thighs, of her thighs, like yeah.
1: I'll just like what I do is that I just try to put my the palms of my hands against my clothing or a, so they can feel new fabrics or new textures mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll just rub my thumb in circles mm. in my palm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm just doing anything and it's the creative act mm-hmm. of I don't it's I mean, sometimes it's a totally new thing
0: mm-hmm. I
1: just have to create I'm squeezing my thumbs and my fingers right now. Like I just have to create some sort of new feeling that alerts me and wakes me up.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And again, you're talking about you're creating Mm -hmm. just by these touches, right? So again, I just want to throw out the fact that when we're talking about creating, we're not talking about necessarily for everybody who says I'm not an artist, you know we're not, it's not necessarily something that falls into technically the arts, right? Touching movement, even movement, you don't have to think of it as, oh, I'm a fantastic dancer. It's about just moving your body. So I want to explain uh, once again to people that creativity is the at the core of who we are and it is at the core of creating new experiences and new thoughts and creating by creating, I am not necessarily talking about something that you traditionally think is of the arts, though it is a the arts are a wonderful tool for that. But you don't have to think of yourself as someone who is a fantastic painter or, no, and or all
1: and what's been curious and interesting about this recent chapter of movement exploration and vocalization exploration is that for a period of time I was afraid to move I was afraid to sing because I was trained and I was great at doing those things mm. and I haven't been doing them and the voice doesn't sound as good as it used to or my movement isn't as pretty as it used to so I just felt like I couldn't do it mm. and what has been leading me to come back to it is using it as a healing tool and it's often very private
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm using it in, in a way that just helps me release and release energy. Mm. So like, um, I recently, like this weekend when I was singing in the house, like I The movement that I was doing, decorating the house, um, loving on it by putting pretty things on the walls, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and even talking to it didn't feel like that was enough energy that I was wanting to work through. And so I just found a word and vocalized that word almost through song. And it eventually moved into... A little bit more sing songy, but I felt like I needed to call to the room mm-hmm. and this in this moment, I feel like I have an energy inside of me of grace that I want to extend to myself, so s- sustained speech is what I'm using to provide some healing energy sometimes. Grace, 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 grace. I just allow it to vibrate through my body. That's my own voice. Mm -hmm. It's my own thoughts and energy. Grace, 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 and grace, 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 grace. I know. I I feel crazy, Uh, (laughs) but I. It feels like it's hard for me to describe what sustained sound is providing me Mm -hmm. in terms of my own internal healing that my thoughts can't do. Right. That an exercise can't do. Like me rubbing my thumb over my palm in a circle, it helps. Mm -hmm. But if I were to go... Think, 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 think. That's vibrating Mm -hmm. my energy, directing
0: my energy inside of me. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And this is what I love about you and me, because (laughs) I would never probably do do that, right? Because as you know, my singing is not fantastic. I do love to sing, you know, for fun uh, when I'm by myself. But I wouldn't think, As uh, a way to work through my energy or anything immediately, I wouldn't think of singing. I, I tend to think of laughing. That's what I tend to think of is laughing. Isn't that funny? So I... Isn't it funny? So that's why I've said, you know, I like to turn on something that makes me laugh or talk to someone who makes me laugh. Go ahead. But do you... Do you sing with songs that you listen to on the radio or on? Oh, you know? yeah, I believe me. I think that what you're saying about singing is fantastic. I just think that. I think that it's not always an immediate go to. I, as I said, it's part of the toolkit for sure. Yeah. But I think that I was just thinking about what you were talking about with uh specifically the way you were doing that with mm-hmm. the I know. It's just no, this no. new thing that I'm I don't think it's crazy. It's evolving. I don't think it's crazy. I think that it is a wonderful tool that many people could really use. And I definitely could even try it for heaven's sake. I think that's part of what this friendship is, is learning from each other. I was just saying it's interesting because I think your immediate default is Singing because you're singing is such a part of you, and for me, I think it's laughing. I just thought that was interesting. I know I've shared with you recently, I we have a mutual
1: friend that has been um doing pop up living room and backyard musicals and uh and cabarets and performances in his yard. And this is an individual that I performed that my husband and I performed Mm -hmm. with in our PBS TV show that I did years ago. That's another part by right. our soul nourishing collective friends that you'll <laughs> learn about Jill Lieber I used to be a children's performer on a PBS education show. Yes. Um, but in that show, that TV show, we did a lot of interactive s- call and response, singing and dancing mm-hmm. with children mm-hmm. and We've been watching our friend take that interactive call-and-response performance-style work that we did on our TV show with adults mm. in his storytelling. Before the movie that my husband premiered this year that your son helped work on, um, we did some Biscuit Brothers TV show songs mm-hmm. in the audience before our, the movie premiere and those songs were "You Are My Sunshine" and oh, "Yeah Polly Wolly Doodle All Day," like children's songs. Yes, Not yes. "Wheels on the Bus," wasn't it? But you know, these are "Oh, oh Susanna," "Old oh, Susanna," a lot of folk songs mm-hmm. that we passed down to our children mm-hmm. were were created in an era and a time where people went to a church, yes, some sort of community space, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sang together. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting with him. And saying how healing these events had been for me. And I remember sitting in this movie theater and we were all singing Liza Jane and Susanna and... You Are My Sunshine, all these wonderful songs that we all knew. And I was looking around me and there were people of all ages and they all knew the songs and they were all singing them. And there was not a single person in that room that was worried about how they sounded. Mm -hmm. They weren't worried about their vibrato. Mm -hmm. They weren't worried about, can I hit this note? Mm -hmm. They were making adjustments on the fly as they go. And they were just in a room
0: singing joyfully with Each other with each other, and that was really what was striking me as you were talking. Was what a wonderful way to also build a sense of community, which again is so important for us, right? You're we're not only raising our vibration together as we're all singing together. When we do that, when we are all in a group singing together, actually when we're all in a group laughing together at a comedian, right? Yes. When we are, or just a group of friends and we all laugh. That you feel you can feel the vibration raising when you're singing. You can feel the vibration raising. Just pay attention, people out there. Pay attention to how you are feeling when you're singing, and especially when you're singing with a group, because there is something about singing with people and laughing with people that is different than when you're singing or laughing by yourself.
1: So, I just encourage everyone to find more opportunities to sing with. You know, with freedom and joy, not worrying about the structure of it as often as you can. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas caroling, but not everyone loves doing that. But it could be, you know, just in a car with friends or at home. But I have started to really, truly turn on music in the house and dance and sing mm-hmm. in the house more. Mm-hmm. Because it. I am more aware than I've ever been of the healing power of song. Vibrating inside of my body, mm-hmm. yes, and that there is something that is working
0: its way out, doing that. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't done it in years. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's so interesting because you're right. I don't think that there's anybody out there who could not be affected by music that is meaningful to them. So I'm, everyone's got a style or a kind of music. That is meaningful to them, and I don't think anybody is not affected. And as I said, though I say my default is laughing, as we've talked about, I'm with you. I dance in the kitchen. I love music. We have this toolbox of lots of things that we can use to raise our vibration, and it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And quite frankly, this has been a really great reminder to me. I appreciate you talking about this because, as, as I mentioned, had a hard week, as you've had a hard week. And it's a good reminder for us to talk about these things and remind, you know, remind me because, you know, it's interesting when we, when we start getting some one, two punches uh, because I had, you know, I had a kind of a succession of sort of three things happen sort of quickly and I completely forget my, like I tend to just, like I said, I'll start okay, I've got to just plow forward in my life and make myself busy. And I don't stop and go, wait a minute, or it takes me it takes me longer than it should. Given the amount of times that we talk about this, it takes longer for me than it should to stop myself and go, wait a minute, let's take some time to feel our feelings. Let's And let's turn on something and make ourselves laugh. Let's go dance in the kitchen. Let's go do something. It's just a great reminder for me, and I appreciate it because sometimes we need to be reminded over and over because that 90% of my brain kicks in and takes over and gets into survival mode. I get into this survival mode, which which ironically isn't really surviving. I'm not really, I'm not, it's not getting me out of it. And I like how you say survival mode
1: because I, I feel like we have in the social media, deeply, con- you know, storytelling-connected mm-hmm. world that we live in, it has become survival mode. But I feel like that's that's even a narrative that we have all, a hamster wheel that we have all stepped into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to move at the pace
0: that life is moving mm, right I, now. We don't, yes. Um we're not we're, our bodies are not equipped to move. They're really at the not. pace that we're moving right now. We can't our emotions can't even keep up with it. you know it's It's pretty fascinating. And I know
1: we talked about that a couple podcasts ago about like learning, and I was talking about how if it doesn't fit within a framework of priorities that I've identified for mm-hmm. just this now, right now,, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing it. but that and I still battle with that because I still see sure. what other people are doing on all the social medias right <laughs> oh gosh they accomplished I didn't only did two things yesterday I'm less than and so I'm just anyway being more mindful about who I'm surrounding myself with that encourages encourages and supports the pace at which I am choosing to live life right now love but that Now I even have a butt to that. Oh, (laughs) But I think the first person that I had to ground in that story was me.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, always. It always comes back to us,
1: right? Sure, I'm glad that I have Melinda that encourages me to not get on that hamster wheel. But if I'm not convinced not to be on that hamster wheel, that hamster wheel is going to be like churning all by itself
0: on its own. Mm Mm-hmm. The stories that we have ingrained in us are what are going to, because 90% of the time we're living in that in that mindset, those, that habitual mindset that is not serving us, we have to get out of that ourselves. I could talk at you or you could talk at me all day and say, here are things you should be doing that would be helpful. But unless I am in the 10% where I'm in the creative receiving mode, you're not going to penetrate so this 90% layer that I have, this bubble that I have around me that you can't get in. So you have to be. I mean, you you hear a therapist saying that they can't treat somebody who isn't willing to be treated, mm-hmm. right? You have to be open to it. So anyway, we're very lucky. We're lucky to have each other. We're lucky to have this collective. We are we're so s- lucky. We're so grateful to all of you. We welcome all of the new listeners and uh, keep eyes out for our events that we have on and contact us at soul nourishing com. let us know what you're thinking let us know what you'd like to hear and just let us know that you're out there and and you'd like to be a part of some of the events that we put on absolutely and you know what melinda
1: i think i might close out with a little bit of singing today (gasps) join in if you want i I some people
0: might i will not be singing out loud because you know what
1: This might, some people might associate this with a little bit more of a spiritual song, but this is a song that I sing sometimes and I just want to energize myself and vibrate with hope. Perfect. So friends, join us, uh, join me or who, you know, Melinda, you can hum along or however you want to join. When
0: I listen to this later, I will sing, (laughs) but I will not be singing into the microphone. But.
1: Keep singing throughout your week, friends. We love love you. Love it. Have a great one. Onward we go. (laughs) Onward we go.